Hey everyone, it's Lauren Brill. Kyle Hughley is the son of comedian D.L. Hughley. Recently, Kyle wrote a letter on The Unsealed to those who feel like they have a lot to live up to. He opened up about the depression he faced and how he's improved through the years. On this episode of Unsealed Conversations, he answers all of our questions about his story. So for starters, Kyle, what made you want to share your story beside the fact that I asked you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, first of all, hello, everybody. Um, Hope everybody's having a good night. Um, What made me decide to share my story? Um, Well, um, hmm. I guess I just thought, you know, I've done one thing about this pandemic that has affected all of us in one form or another is that um, it definitely gave me some time to think, you know, and it definitely gave me some time to get to know myself as a person. Um, And I thought there's just enough stress, you know, not being able to go anywhere, being stuck in isolation, um it really does help to talk to people and uh talk to people who understand you and if they don't understand your situation at the very least they won't judge you so i thought basically just why not you know um i have nothing to hide i'm a very transparent person and um it's just not good to keep things in so yeah that's my reason and of so, course, Lauren's a good friend of mine. So <laughs> that was another reason. So you're not allowed to say no to me, everyone. Just so you know, no, no, pretty, no you can never yeah, say no much. to me. <laughs> for, those, for those of you that don't already know, Lauren is That's very persuasive. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my dad's rolling his eyes. <laughs> a lot of people would think it's the coolest thing in the world to have a famous father. Did you even realize he was famous as a kid? What was that like? To grow up with a dad that was in the spotlight? Um, for Well, to answer the first question, no. Um, as a kid, I didn't realize what fame was, really. You know, all it yeah. meant to me was that I got to um, go to nice restaurants at times. Although, you know, you're a kid. You don't really like anything really? that has chicken fingers and french fries is a nice restaurant to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I... I um, I, it didn't mean that much to me growing up. Like we got to go to Disneyland a lot more than some other kids. And um, I got to go on a trip to Florida. Um, and I got Your dad to- was a movie, Inspector Gadget. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so yeah. I got to, uh, so yeah, my dad uh, was the voice of the Gadget Mobile and the, uh, I think it came out in 1998, maybe. Um, and because of that, me and my family got to go on a trip to Florida. And uh, while we were there, we didn't have to wait in any lines. And we had a tour guide. And it was pretty cool. And I just thought, you know, this is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't really think that much of it, honestly. Because um, it didn't really hit me until I got a little older. When you started to realize the level of your father's fame, how did that affect you? How did you start comparing yourself and how did it it hurt you? Um, I'll answer the first question. So 
How did I first realize my father's fame? Is that what you asked? How, how, did, how did, when you realized your dad's fame, how did it affect you? Ah, okay. Um, well, when I realized my dad's fame, like I said, it affected me in the sense that I thought this is really kind of cool, you know, like, because <laughs> I kind of get to do some things that maybe a whole lot of other kids don't get to do, like maybe go to parties, maybe meet some celebrities. Although I don't really think, uh, I don't, I'm not somebody who gets starstruck easily. So if I met someone famous, I would just be like, oh, cool. You know, because most of the time my dad would be friends with them anyway. So it's just, um, it's just, yeah, I didn't really think that much of it. Um, you know, you get older, you get to high school and kids in high, well, kids period, like kids are pretty ruthless, you know, and when you get to high school, it gets worse. So um, I don't have to tell, <laughs> I think everybody in this uh, Zoom uh, call can relate to that. <laughs> um, so, you know, kids would come up to me and say like, hey, what's it like being D.L. Hughley's son? And I was just like, uh, I mean, I guess about the same as being you being so-and-so son, you know, like having a dad's pretty cool, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but then I got, you know, like you go through your um, growing pains, kids start bugging you every day asking, hey, can your dad do this? Like, can your dad get me an autograph? Can your dad get me a free show to you know, whatever, can you ask your dad to come here to perform for us? Like, da, da, da. it's just like, I get bombarded by that every, at least once or twice a week. And it just got really tiring, you know, because it was just like, can you just ask me how my day was? <laughs> you know, yeah, you like- started, You almost felt like used. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if used is the right word. My phone's uh, finally good enough um I don't know if used is the right word but um I definitely felt like I don't know like I, I I just felt so just weird because would you have spoken to me if I was just a regular person well not yeah. that I consider myself you know like would you have spoken to me if my father wasn't famous yeah that's that's probably better when because you know when you started comparing yourself how did that affect your self-esteem uh, you felt like kids expected you to be funny, and kids, kids yeah, expected yeah, yeah. you to be like yeah, yeah. your dad. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's all like, "Are you ever gonna?" It's it still happens a little bit, like to this day. Everybody's like, "Are you ever gonna do stand up comedy? Are you ever gonna act? Are you ever gonna?" You know, I'm just like, "Uh, no. I I, I don't really like people that much, so no." Um, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm kidding, sort of. <laughs> no, um, I I just um. You, you feel like you have big shoes to fill, you know, um, because there's this bar. I think with everybody, um, there's like some level of expectation from your parents. Um, some expectations are much higher than others, but we all have expectations. We all have, you know, expectations from our parents. I think I may be wrong, but yeah. um, I definitely felt like I, my dad, like I definitely felt pressure and maybe it was pressure I put more so on myself than my dad actually did, but I definitely felt pressure to be somebody, you know, like not, not maybe not work in the entertainment industry or maybe not even be like, like something like someone famous, just, just to be somebody, you know, like, that's what I felt. So it was a lot of pressure that I mostly put on myself. Uh, but, 
you know, like whether you like it or not, when you're born to somebody famous, um, you kind of got big shoes to, like people expect, expect things of you. When you started to feel at your worst, when did it yes. hit you that, hey, now I need to get out of this or did it ever hit you in it, that you need to get out of this or it just happened naturally? How did you start to turn your life around? And you, you, your worst moments, you had suicidal thoughts, you weren't getting out yep. of bed. How do you get yep. out of something like that? Um, you just find little reasons to go on living and to just try, uh, because everybody, for me, it was like making a few small changes every day, you know, like maybe, I don't know, like, or make, or, or finding a few things to look forward to every day. It's like, I don't know, one day, like you wake up, it's like, oh, that movie's coming out. Like, maybe I want to stay alive and watch that, you know, like, or yeah. that uh, video game's coming out. Maybe you want to stay alive and watch that. Or, you know, like, you just, you just, you just you find, find little building. reasons. And for me, yeah, you start building. Like, you, you don't, you don't have to wake up tomorrow and be a different person. That's like, people think change is like, one big thing you do and or a bunch of big things you do every day it's like nah just um just make a few small changes every day you know like maybe wake up a little earlier if you can maybe like watch something that makes you happy build instead of just watching the time. news build one yeah like one piece of exactly time. exactly and yes yes uh lee grisby um Grigsby I'm sorry I said that right um it's it's definitely okay to not be okay um and you I wish that, about that this year yeah I, and I wish I, yeah I had posted something that yeah. said well, what was the quote again if you're if from Puff Daddy posted that you said hey <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something um, to affect if you're if you're not hustling in 2020 you don't have it yeah and yeah, yeah. Me, yes. Lauren it, you know you don't have to hustle to be pat yourself on back in 2020 I mean some people are just surviving and that's okay exactly and that exactly like people, and I was like I stand corrected <laughs> like like it's it's just there's 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 this there's this thing and I I promise this pertains to what we're talking about but I don't know, like there's this thing we do where we're like, you are, you have no right to be happy because somebody's working harder. Like, like if you're, if other people are working harder than you or because you don't have this, because you don't have that car, because you don't have that job, because you don't live in this house, you don't deserve to be happy basically, like, because you're not hustling. And it's like, that's, that's um, so easy to, and let me let me preface this by saying I fully acknowledge I come from a place of privilege because my father's rich, you know, so I live in a nice house. So I mean, I acknowledge my privilege. So I don't mean to disrespect or offend anybody in this uh, group chat who might be struggling, you know, financially. Um, so I, you know, like I acknowledge my privilege, but um, it's easy to say those things when you, you have, have money. Yeah, yeah, when you have privilege, like it's easy to say, you know, like work harder, like all you have to do is work hard, like all you have to do is this, that, and the other. Um, because that's not always the case, unfortunately. You know, like I I was very, very lucky, and I will say that all the time. Like I I was very lucky to 
be born in the situation, the circumstances I'm in right now. I am trying to use my privilege to help better, yeah. to help other people as much as I can. But I'm never, I, I, like, I'm never going to be that person who just says, like, um, all you have to do is work hard, like, is this, that, and the other, yeah, like, yeah, because I just, I was, yeah, I was born into this, so I have no room to talk, really. Well, what I took from that when you said, hey, Lauren, like, it's not as simple as just hustle, was that everyone's dealing with a different set of challenges right now. And yes, absolutely. the expectation for someone who's in a position to, to that isn't suffering, that isn't hungry, that isn't financially struggling, that they might be doing amazing just surviving. Their expectation yeah. or their expectation for themselves is maybe should just be to survive and get through this year and that's okay. And maybe someone else who's in a position where they're not worried about money, they're not worried about food, they can use this time to build a business or to do something else or to, um, to hustle or work at their craft. And that's okay too, that everyone is in a different space and we can use yes. um, and we can set our, our own comparing. We don't have to compare yeah, each other. Stop, stop comparing your situation to other people because we've all, I'm sure, like I said, everybody, everybody in this uh, chat has been affected by the pandemic um, in one way, in one way, you know, I personally uh, got COVID. So um, I, was very fortunate that I caught a mild case of it. So um, I can't even imagine people who caught more severe cases of it. And, and it's um, a scare. No, my, my dad had it. So my yeah. father and I both had it. We're, we're the only ones in my family who got it, thank God. And we're, we both fully recovered. But um, everybody's been affected by this pandemic in some way, shape or form. Like um, some people have lost uh people they were close to lost family members lost loved ones lost jobs uh lost just time with their time like time away from their loved ones because we all had to quarantine so um sometimes it's enough to just get through it like and that really needs to be something emphasized like sometimes it's enough to just get through it like sometimes it's enough to just survive like I, this is probably, this, this probably isn't a good example, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, I am a personal trainer. I'm heavy into fitness. And there's a lot of times when I don't feel like working out or when, if I do work out, it's like not a great workout. And sometimes I have a goal and sometimes I have a goal. Like sometimes I have a goal, like a PR I want to hit, like a certain amount of weight that I want to hit if I squat. Um, but a lot of times I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to get through it. Yeah. Do you think that it's it's fair to say that through your own battle with depression, you've learned the importance of being kind to yourself in all circumstances? Oh, yes. 1000%. Like, um, yeah, you, you really, and I'm still working on it, but yes, like it is so important to be kind to yourself and it's so important to love yourself um because like i i promise i i don't this might sound a little cynical but i don't mean to sound cynical but we like the only person we spend 24 7 with like no you can't get away from is yourself yeah. you come into this world by yourself 
and you die by yourself. That's just reality. You know, everything that happens in between, like hopefully you just make some good relationships along the way and they miss you when you're gone. But you, when you leave, you leave alone. And the important, the most important relationship you'll ever have, the most important conversation you'll ever have are the ones you have with yourself because this is always with you and this never turns off. So everything you say to yourself has like needs to be positive because it's like I said, like your, your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship ever. Lee has and a okay. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have a positive relationship with myself um, for the longest time. Um, and having gone through depression, having, having gone through therapy, it's just vital. It's not important. It's vital to have a positive relationship with yourself. Like it, it, it's vital. Lee has a question. Lee, what do you got? So, uh, first of all, man, I'm, I'm proud of you for having reached out to get help. Thank you. Because thank you so important. Thank you so much. And that's a, that's a big stigma as a black man in the black community. Yes, sir. Not yes, sir. understanding mental health. So, yes, sir. And like, like big time, I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you, sir. Um, Appreciate that. Thank you. But, but my question is, so clearly, uh, we, you know, your letter was about your dad being famous. Mm -hmm. I'm curious now, now that you're in a better place, now that you're uh, more emotionally stable than you were in the past how do you mm -hmm. feel about a lot of his activism i guess mm -hmm. do you do you feel more aligned with him and like him being famous has nothing to do with it this is something that the two of you have a platform for or how does, how does yes, that sir. affect you now just curious about that because i i follow him <laughs> and <laughs> i like a lot of things that he i like a lot of, like a lot of brings <laughs> well, to social you. media without well, the comedy you because mm -hmm. he's trying to shed light on some serious issues. But mm -hmm. how do you, how does that affect you kind of the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, thank you so much. And um, it is important as black men to talk more about uh, mental health uh, because unfortunately it isn't something that's talked a great deal about in, in, our, in our community. It's almost brushed under the rug, which is unfortunate. Um, now, to answer your question about uh, my father's activism and more importantly, my relationship to it, is that what the question you were asking? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm actually a very, I'm a very shy person. Like, I know if you watch my Instagram, like, it looks like I'm the opposite, but um, I have difficulty, like, kind of, like, being more being outspoken even though there are a lot of things i want to speak about like um i think i think uh police brutality against black men is a thing and is a, is a huge issue and i think there is systemic racism and i definitely do think there's such a thing as white privilege no offense to everybody in this mm -hmm. chat who's white <laughs> um that's just reality that's just bad yeah. I mean, um but but um but um um my relationship with my father is that he's obvious with my father in regards to the activism is that in regards to activism sorry um he's obviously much more outspoken than i am um i i'm of the belief that 
conversations like that need to be had. But I'm not sure social media, this is, uh, this is kind of ironic because it's like the biggest platform in the world and it's a great platform to, you know, reach out to other people. But the problem with social media is that everybody has one, you know? And because everybody has a social media, everybody has an opinion and everybody thinks that their opinion is, you know, the right opinion, the um, acceptable opinion. Yeah. And they think that, and they think that, um, you know, my opinion is true. Yours is wrong. And that just gets into this like shit storm. Um, <laughs> so I like to, I like, I like to discuss those things in person, like with people that I know in my life are, um, amiable and reasonable, even if we disagree. Um, so it is a little difficult, you know, because, um, I'm not as politic and I, and I don't say this disrespectfully, I'm not quite as political as my father is, which is not to say that I don't care. I obviously, I very much do, but I just, I don't know, like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, like, social media is the correct way to go about it sometimes, because here's, here's the truth, um, what I found, a lot of people's support of issues goes no further than just liking your status or sharing a video that you posted on your page or, um, you know, just, just like saying, I agree with you. We need to, we need to make changes. We need to do this, that, and the other, then that's it. You know? So I have a very complicated relationship with social media. Uh, but, um, I do feel like it's brought us closer together in a way, because like we both, we both kind of, my dad and I, like, we both like to talk and we both have our opinions and we, we both like stand on our opinions. We just, he, he's more, he's, he's more loud with his opinions than I am. So it can be a little difficult because I'm much more quieter, but, um, uh, so I, I mean, I'd it sounds we, like you I, think I, social I, media almost dilutes the conversation. Well, there, there's so many people are, you're not, are it we does. getting authentic conversations? Are we getting productive it, conversations? So we're getting conversations, yeah, exactly. but they're just kind of like, back and forth or they're not really people sitting yeah. down and really hashing out different issues and listening to each other. What it is, is people don't listen with the intent to understand. People just mm -hmm. want to wait for their moment to, you know, chime in and voice their opinion. And if it's something people, and if it's something I disagree with, it's, I start yelling, I start getting angry. And then it's like, you're yelling, I'm yelling over you, you, you're yelling over me. And all that means is neither one of us is listening to each other. So, yes, um, it's it's I have a complicated relationship with social media, how people on social media handle their activism. But I do feel like it's brought me and my father closer together because, like I said, like we both have really strong opinions. He's just <laughs> he's just he's just not afraid to offend people. And I feel like I am sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, thank you. Lee. Uh, Andrew also. Yes, has thank, a thank you. Thank you so much. Lee. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm here. What's what you got, Andrew? Hi, Andrew. Oh, oh, just just call me Drew. Uh, I hate oh. when people call me Andrew because it reminds me of my mother trying to reprimand me when I was growing up. I had done okay. when I had done something wrong. I mean, it's to this day sends chills up my spine, even when oh my goodness, even oh, when sorry, my son tells that he's leaving the house. 
What's, what's your question, Drew? Anyway, you come from the background of having a famous dad with a with a short time with a short term running sitcom that covered some some groundbreaking subjects. There was one episode I remember I remember vividly seeing where DL's character was was concerned that his Caucasian friend might have been gay. Uh, yes, sir. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, the my question is, are you of the belief that if you come from a family where one person has a status as a celebrity, be it newscaster, stand-up comedian like your father, sports figure, what have you, does it does the parent's status as, as a celebrity affect the kids and the rest of the family? Because, because I know the Gifford kids had it bad in the 90s. Did you struggle because of your dad? Do you think that the celebrity added to your struggle? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, you're muted for some reason, Kyle. There we go. Um, okay. Um, Andrew, that's a, thank you for that question. Um, yes, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel it affected me. In a lot, it, it affected me in a lot of ways that were good and a lot of ways that were bad. In the ways that were bad, um, like I said, I felt this tremendous pressure to be someone you know noticeable and because of that I struggled with what I recently found out about imposter syndrome you know like I felt there was this way that I had to be and there was this certain group I had to hang out with and there was a certain lifestyle I had to live and it was fake you know and you can't you know I say this all the time like you lie, like we all, we all lie at some point throughout our day. You know, we lie to everybody. The one person you can't lie to is yourself. You can't. Like no matter how much you might try to, you can't lie to yourself. So um, because of this fake persona that I developed that I would say from when I was 14 till when I was 26, I just hated myself, you know, like I suffered from anxiety, social anxiety and very crippling depression. And um, I just felt no matter what I did, like I just never felt good enough. And I never really tried anything because I thought, what's the point? I'll just like fail anyway. So I doomed myself from the start because I never really gave myself a chance to be myself and I didn't even know who I was at that time so um I just kind of like I said I cultivated this fake persona because I just wanted to be happy but the good way it affected me is that it definitely it definitely um one thing about being around a lot of celebrities is you learn really quickly who's fake and who's real. 
So mm-hmm. my, I don't, you know, I, I like hope this isn't like, I'll put this as succinctly as I can. I have a pretty good bullshit detector, <laughs> you know? So it's, so one thing about it is it, 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 it gave me a good bullshit detector. So, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't be too, I can't be too mad at it, I guess. Um, I hope I answered your questions, Drew. I almost said Andrew, Drew, sorry. Um, I hope those, that answered your questions. Question. We're good. I'm going to go to Josh next. Thank you, Drew. But I, before I do, I just, Leela left a really nice comment and I, I didn't get a, give a chance for Lee to respond to your answer. And I want him to say his comment out loud because I really like it. Lee, would you mind saying the <laughs> comment instead of um, me reading it? Because I really like it. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm done. Now I'm trying to remember what my, <laughs> the, uh, oh, so, if you, well, I typed it in the chat, but man, you know, you've said you're shy. Like, like you're doing an awesome job here, man, right? For being shy. You Thank don't you. come across as being shy at all. Maybe this is just oh. a little, smaller forum so that's good <laughs> thank you but, um a lot of practice a lot of practice <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i think in you know when we were talking about the activism what my, my question was i think man your story is inspiring and you can help a lot of men and a lot of black men change that stigma about mental health like that's a that's such a big issue yeah. i mean in general for everybody And man, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're all the way back or wherever you started, you are on a different trajectory, man. And that's, thank you. Like, that's important for people to see, you know, you started somewhere, you had some stuff to deal with, and you are dealing with it in a positive way as opposed to more destructive way. That's inspiring in itself. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate. I just uh, again, man, proud of you for again. I heard you say you're shy, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, like <laughs> now nah. there's how many of us on here, and you're just you're chit chatting like we best friends. So, <laughs> and I, I think Molly, you told me when you were younger, you almost had like social anxiety. You were really nervous to socialize when you were a kid. I was, I was, I was so like shy. Doesn't even do it justice. I had a very I didn't tell you this, Lauren, but I had a I had a lisp growing up. Uh, pretty not like not like Mike Tyson or anything, but uh, it was uh, very noticeable, and that just added to um, the shyness. Like I was really scared to speak, and I also had a pretty big head, you know. Like so, I was just yeah, I did I did like I had a really big head. Um, so I was really just I just was terrified to speak, and I just was yeah like I, I i still have a little bit of social anxiety like i don't particularly do well in large crowds so public speaking is always you know rough for me well, but uh go now it's public speaking <laughs> this is the well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> now nah, like but now nah, like yeah just 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 basically uh a lot of a lot of practice a lot of trial and error and um just picturing people in their underwear no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm just kidding um, <laughs> um well, that awkward. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just i am just kidding i'm just kidding um or or am i no 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 no, 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 no. um but yeah no, no no just just a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of trial and error um and you know like what they say like um if you're if you're not a confident person um 
you can fake it a little bit, you know, like, because like, like I said, the thing about imposter syndrome is eventually you start to believe it, you know? So it's not, it was, it's not totally a bad thing because it's like, well, if you can fake this, then if you can fake this, then, you know, why can't you fake yourself into something good? You know, like, why can't you fake yourself into a confident person? So that's, I, I tend to try to use it in reverse for that, you know, for that way. Um, and so far it's worked out decent. You know, it's not always, I don't always say the right things. Yeah. I don't always say the right things and I don't always, you know, like, I tend, I can revert back to my shell sometimes, but, um, I'm much better than I was, than I was when I was, I think the worst social anxiety was when I was, from when I was about 13 till when I was about, uh, uh, I think that's pretty around, much how I am now. <laughs> I think that is around the age where everyone kind of struggles a little bit. Lee, thank you so much for sharing that comment. I love it. It's, I love the support and I love the kindness. Um, you know, we Thank talked you. about mental health among the black community and that Hang was something when we talked about the letter. Oh, someone stopped by. Well, I'm just telling everyone that was something when we talked about doing this letter, he had mentioned to me that was really important to him and that he wanted to um, really address the fact that mental health is so stigmatized in the black community. And I wanted to bring on Josh. Joshua has a question and he is someone also um, he's black, he's a former athlete, and he's also advocating for mental health um, in, in among all people, not just the black community, but advocating specifically more for athletes. So Josh has a question. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> um, hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Hey, hey, Lauren. Uh, hey, man, Kyle, man. Uh, great, great message. Great story, man. I I, I think that it's very important to talk about mental health and, and to be vulnerable. And like you were saying, especially as, as African-American male in, in the community, as something that's not really spoke about or kind of shunned in a way. Um, but you talked about like losing, not really having a lot of self-confidence and, and going to therapy and kind of not really having an identity to yourself. Um, how, how are you, and this may be something that's ongoing, but how are you kind of developing in a new identity or are you developing a different identity? And what was like the steps you did to do that? I hope that makes sense. Oh, you're on mute still, Kyle. There we go. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So Josh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, it is definitely an ongoing process. Um, I wouldn't say... I'm developing a new identity so much as I am just getting comfortable being myself. Hmm. You know, I just, I already know what it feels like to be someone else. And I didn't particularly like that person. So I am just getting comfortable trying to get comfortable being myself. And, um, that's just what it is like and what steps I'm taking toward what what steps I'm taking towards that is like I've mentioned before I just I go to therapy um I go to therapy and I practice what I learned from therapy because there are a lot of people who go to therapy just to say you know I'm doing it just to say they're doing it just to 
look like they're doing something and I'm right. just to, you know, actually practice what I've learned from therapy and it's worked pretty well so far. So I would definitely, I would definitely encourage more black men not to be afraid of it. You know, there is, there are people out there who can help and more importantly, want to help. Um, so I would definitely encourage everybody, everybody to try to, to go to therapy um, and practice what you learn from it. Don't just go. Don't don't just go to say you've gone. Like just just practice. Do the work. Do the work. Oh, well, thank you. Man. I, I, I appreciate that. No, no, you did. You're you did welcome. great. That, that did. Yeah, man. Thank you. You're very um, welcome. I want to read a comment from J Jamie. He doesn't like to go on camera, but he said, thank you for opening up and accepting the challenge to improve your mental health. And then Bill has a comment. I'm going to go to Bill. Bill, what do you got? Thank you, Josh. Uh, thank you, Josh. What you got, Bill? Oops, unmute. We got to unmute you. Hold on. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, I just made a statement that uh, listening to you Kyle, is, um, you know, we come from different backgrounds, lifestyles, but we are so familiar. Um, when I listen to what you're saying, um, I definitely can relate. Uh, my life has not been um, good for, you know, 30 some years. Um, but what really has opened my eyes is that, um, and I probably already knew this, but I just never put it in context in relationship to myself or other people, is that how much your father influenced your life to a point where you struggled as a teenager into an adulthood and how you had to live such a, as you put it, a fake life. Um, you know, you had that imposter um, syndrome. Um, I have done the same thing. Um, hiding from, you know, uh, trauma, um, decisions I made in my life that uh, took a portion of my life away. And uh, I am just now through counseling um, and working very diligently on changing my life over the last couple of years to um, be more open and telling people that who the real Bill is and not just trying to portray a different image what I thought people would like. Um, my motto now is if you don't like who you see now, then you definitely wouldn't like who you saw 30 some years ago. Um, and I'm a much, much better person. And I just wanted to thank you for um, giving me that insight and knowing that um, I'm not that different than anyone else in in society. 
And um, when you touched about social media, um, even though I am on Facebook, um, I don't follow Twitter, I don't do Instagram, I don't do any of the other stuff. But what I find is people are easy to hide behind posts that they post on Facebook to, to say whatever they want. But when they if they were put in a position where they wanted to say it face to face, they're afraid to. Yeah, which and is how kind of touched on the idea of that we're not having authentic conversations. On exactly. And, and um, that to me is they are real fake people when they do that. And I've seen that when um, over this whole thing this past summer um, with you know, the police brutality and stuff like that. To, and, and not to be political, but with Trump and, and Biden and, and all these things, people say things, but they hide behind the screen on a computer or a phone. And I just wanted to thank you for uh, giving me some insight tonight. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And thank you for being brave enough to share that that um i appreciate that so thank thank you bill thank one thing i want to touch on that bill said he mentioned that um he kind of has learned the the power of being honest and open did you feel good empowered relieved any positive emotion after sharing your story kyle publicly um at the moment honestly no um one thing I know about ther- what I've learned from therapy, one thing I know about people is that we don't, and I, and I mean this, I don't mean this in a bad way. We really don't like to be reminded of who we really are sometimes, you know, like we're like, we try to, for the most part do the right thing and we try to for the most part be a bad person i'm sorry sorry be a good person Um, (laughs) you know like be a good person uh but you know like we have flaws and we don't like to be reminded of our flaws for me i'm very impatient and i can um get frustrated easily and i can take that frustration out on people who don't deserve it again that's something i'm working on and um, nothing I'm proud of, but you know, if I'm gonna be honest and open and transparent, it's something I need to say. Um, so to answer your question directly, no, not at first. It made me feel, you know, kind of embarrassed because I am sharing my story with people. I don't, I know you, but I'm sharing my story with people I don't know very well people I don't know at all and I have no control over how people are going to react I hope it's good and I hope people take something from it um but I was very scared I was embarrassed I was confused you, I was like should I really be saying this do you um, feel differently knowing that you've inspired people much yes I feel I feel um I feel happy knowing that a there are a lot of people who feel the same way, and uh, 
B, that there are people who feel the same way and they're working towards being better, like Bill, you know. Um, so it's nice to know that there are people in the same position. Thank you. Um, there, it's, <laughs> nice to know that, it's nice to know that there's people that are in the same position as me and, you know, they're working towards being better. That's, that's really what I try to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Obviously no one is. I don't even know if I'm a good person or not. I know that I'm trying to be, and I know <laughs> don't want to go back to where I was when I was depressed and suicidal. So, you know, I'm just trying to be better. Are you proud of yourself? Cause you should be. And I tell you this too, I see a lot of greatness in you and I wish that you could see as much of the greatness that I see. Cause I know how smart and brilliant and amazing you are. And um, you have a lot to be proud of, but do you feel proud of yourself? Especially knowing you know, where you started when you were 25, 26. Yeah, you know, I do. Um, I've made a lot of, um, I've made a lot of improvements in my life. Like I've been through a lot since I was, since I was depressed in 2014. I've been through a lot. Like I've made friends. I've lost friends. I've, you know, been in relationships. I've lost relationships. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and about people. Um, so yes, I am proud. I'm proud of you too. Does anyone else? Oh, I, I want to read Lee's comment. He said, as much as COVID has caused physical isolation, I think we're all finding out that we're not alone. I think yeah. that's so true. I love it. Yeah. I um, love that. Like, I'll just like, um, yeah, like, like I said, like I, I obviously COVID's affected all of us like negatively in some way, but positively in a lot of ways like I said like one of the things about being forced to stay home is you get to know yourself better and if you're with somebody like you get to know that person better too like if you're isolated with somebody you get to know that person better um so I really got to know myself better and I really got to know other people better and I really found out you know who is really who really has your best interest? Like you, I really found out who has my, who really has my back and who really has my best interest as I'm sure we all have, you know, like I, I, we all, I'm sure we all really found out a lot about ourselves and a lot about people, the people in our lives. Yeah. I actually said to my family, I feel like I value friendships and relationships differently because all the noise is gone. We're not going out and partying and having fun. So you really just can feel and we realize how important yeah. it is the way you talk to your friends and being thoughtful and thinking about people when they're having, going through a rough time. And I just have a different, I value friendships differently. And I also am more thoughtful because I realize how important that is because all the noise is gone. So all I have left is to feel and to have, and to feel that authenticity. I, I, it's not about parting. It's not about having fun. It's not about dancing mm -hmm. on couches. It's, it's just about an authentic connection. And now I realize how important those connections are when you don't have all those other things going on to distract you. And so mm -hmm. I'm just, I've become a lot more thoughtful in the way that I um, interact with my friends and the way that I treat friendships. I, I like to say like, I, I nurture them a little bit more and I coddle them a little bit more and I'm a little bit more <laughs> careful with things I say and, and how I say them and make sure that if I'm having a bad day, I don't let that 
affect someone else's day. And I talk to people in a way that I'd want to be talked to. So I think that we're all kind of learning a lot and growing in certain ways. And as much as the pandemic stinks, it's also a time um, that's forcing us to grow in ways that we wouldn't have been able to without such a uh, drastic change in our lives. I think, I think change and, and new situations force growth. I agree. A lot to take away. Before we go, does anybody else have a question for Kyle or a comment? Anybody, anybody? <laughs> well, I am so proud of you, Kyle. And I think your letter is so inspirational and you have a lot to be proud of. And I can't wait to see all the amazing things that you do. Cause I know you got so much talent inside of you and insight you. and intelligence. But thank you everybody for joining us. And I had a couple of people here tonight that I've never seen before on a, a, at one of our Unsilk conversations. So I hope you guys come back next week. I appreciate you all joining us. To join our next conversation, sign up at theunsealed.com. Thanks for listening.